Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sin, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore, you are feared. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, having been restored to God's family by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are called to live as children of God. Yet we confess before God and one another that we have not loved one another as we have been loved. We have sinned in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions, and in our lack of actions. Some of our sins we know, some remain unknown even to us. Let us silently reflect on our sin and confess unto God, our merciful Father. Amen. With repentant hearts, we cry out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God is merciful. Even before we were aware of our sin, he sent his son to die for us. And for his sake, God forgives all our sins. As the called and ordained servant to the word, and at the command and promise of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. The Old Testament reading for this Monday, Thursday is from Jeremiah, the 31st chapter. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. 
It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law on their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from Hebrews, the 10th chapter. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus Christ, he 
gave himself as sacrifice. His life poured out the final price, the blood of the spilled the life he spent. He gives us now in sacrament eternal life on Christ depends. The blood of the stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, as you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight, we are going up to Jerusalem. We, as the other disciples, are following the Lord, our Lord. And as we enter that great city, our hearts begin to tremble a little bit about all that will happen during our brief stay there in Jerusalem. And tonight, we will sit down at our Lord's Last Supper, witness him wash his disciples' feet, watch as he shares that Passover meal and institutes this sacred sacrament. Then we will walk to the judgment hall of Pilate, down the way of sorrows, up the hill to the place of the skull. And there on Calvary, we will see the Son of God die. We are going up to Jerusalem. And what a gloomy road that is. What a difficult road that is. What terrible pains and torture and death we will see. And yet, on this night, this Monday, Thursday evening, Jesus Christ, who himself will receive that pain and that torture and that death, gives thanks. Did you hear that? Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take eat. This is my body, which is given for you. You know, for me, there have been a lot of times, many, many times in my life that I have given thanks. For you too, I'm sure. My wedding day, 1995, I thank God for the gift of a wife. On the days when my children were born, wow, was there Thanksgiving those days. Gave thanks to God. Really, day after day, you see the gifts of God and his blessings. And what other response can I have Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. You too, right? When the Lord blesses and when he gives and when he cares and when he loves, when we realize how, we've, how we have received grace upon grace upon grace, what other response can we have? What choice do we have? We give thanks because we're thankful. Giving thanks in those sorts of circumstances, that really only makes sense. But then we hear Jesus giving thanks. And and suddenly things are kind of turned upside down. Because this is not the night the disciples comforted him like faithful friends. This is the night they fell asleep and let Jesus suffer alone. This is not the night in which they stayed with him in his trials. No, this was the night when they ran away. They ran away in fear and in panic. This is not the night on which he was befriended. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and he said, Take it, this is my body given for you. The bread that Jesus blesses is his body, broken in death. The wine for which he gives thanks is his blood, which will spill from his hands and from his feet and from his side and soak that dirt underneath the cross. Jesus actually gives thanks that he's handed over to the unthankful. Jesus joyfully blesses the food given to those who curse and deny and betray the giver. And why? Why does he give thanks? Because Christ Jesus, in love, gives his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness to those who could not save themselves, to those who do not deserve God's grace, to those whom he loved 
but who could only be described with one word, sinner. Christ gives thanks because this meal, this gift, this grace is for sinners. I mean, just look around that table on that Thursday night. A whole bunch of sinners, right? And look around this table this Thursday night. A whole bunch of sinners, right? If you and I, like Matthew, have a past that we're terribly ashamed of, makes us blush every time we think about it, then we belong here at this table. Or if Thomas, if we have doubts too, saying sometimes in our hearts, you know, does God really care? How could he let this happen to me? Can he possibly love someone like me? If those are some of the doubts that are in our hearts, then this right here is where we belong. Or if, like the disciples, we are burdened by jealousy and envy and we look around in this world that we always find somebody that has just a little bit more than we do, somebody who seems just a little happier than we do, and that thought kind of makes us miserable, then we belong here at his table. Or if you and I, like Simon the Zealot, are struggling with a temper or with the sin of hatred or sinful anger, then we belong at the Lord's table. Or if we, like Peter, in our words or in our actions, have denied the Christ, if we've become ashamed of him in certain places where we go and in certain things that we do, then this is where we need to be on this Monday, Thursday. This Holy Supper is for people who are sinners and this holy meal is for people who, like those disciples, are sometimes so slow to believe and so slow to follow and so slow to act. This Lord's Supper is for this group of people that he gathers around his table tonight. A group of people with faults and failures and sins too. This Holy Communion is for people who are sinners. And so this Holy Communion is for you and it's for me. And Jesus gives thanks as he gives it to his beloved children, as he gives it to us. But not only is the Lord's Supper for sinners, but in this Lord's Supper, God forgives sinners, whatever the sin great or small, a sin maybe we forgot about or a sin we could never forget about, a sin that we've done in secret or one that was done out in the open. To the one who prays for God's mercy, this Lord's Supper proclaims there is mercy for the sinner. There is forgiveness for the sinner. There is grace for the sinner. And, and it's not just that God says, oh, you know what, sin doesn't mean that much to me anyway. No. It's because he sent his own son into this world to take all of that on himself, all of the sins of all the people of this whole world, past, present, and future. God has done it. And in the supper, he throws open the doors of heaven and he says to us, with arms open wide, my sons and daughters, come home. My forgiveness that I won on the cross of Calvary, that's for you. God's heart is open to the sinner. God's love is strong for the sinner. He is patient and he is forgiving with us. Oh, what a blessed truth it is that the Lord's Supper is not just for sinners. The Lord's Supper forgives sinners. It's no wonder Jesus gives thanks because he loves his children. He loves you and he loves to give his blessed forgiveness to you. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, he gave thanks. Gave thanks for that tomb that he would soon fill 
and that tomb from which you would spring forth, the firstborn of all creation. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, he gave thanks. He gave thanks for the cup that he would drink. Because when he emptied it of God's wrath, then he would fill it up with God's mercy, with his own blood shed for you for the forgiveness of your sin. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, gave thanks. Not because he would suffer and die, but that he would suffer and die for you. The author of the book of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. Tonight, we fix our eyes on Jesus. Tonight, we go up to Jerusalem. We, as the other disciples, follow the Lord, our Lord. Tonight, we sit down at our Lord's Supper, watch him wash his disciples' feet. Witness as he shares that Passover meal and institutes this sacred sacrament. Tonight, we watch and we listen as he gives thanks. He gives thanks for salvation shared, for eternal life given, for forgiveness won. He gives thanks that this bread and this wine, this body and blood, strengthens and renews. It cleanses and relieves the sinful disciple. He gives thanks for you, that you are his own, that you share in his suffering and in his death and in his life. You hear what Jesus said on the night in which he was betrayed, his grace, his love, his thanksgiving. I, I wonder, do you have something to say to him tonight? I know you do. We will gather for that meal of the fellowship of believers. We will have some wonderful food, his food, to eat and to drink. And we will be touched. We will be touched by the Christ so that we can proclaim our faith in our Lord and in our Savior to one another and to the world. So do we have something to say to him? Oh, do we ever? With the psalmist, we ask, what shall I render to the Lord? for all his benefits to me. Huh. We will offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and we will call on the name of the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, 
I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand for the prayer of the church. Page 10 in your bulletin. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For courage to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves, that we may be obedient to the command of our Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For strength to love others after the pattern of Jesus Christ, that our love may not be self-serving, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Church of Jesus Christ throughout the world, that it may be faithful to the proclamation of the gospel for the glory of God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our remembrance of Jesus Christ as we celebrate the foretaste of the feast to come, that as we receive his very body and blood, our faith may be strengthened by the forgiveness of sins and we may be empowered to love as we have been loved. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our observance of our Lord's suffering, death, and resurrection, that we may more fully appreciate the great sacrifice of love on our behalf. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who are in need of special gifts from God, the lonely, the ill, the troubled, that they may know the love of God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. 
Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly right and proper that we should give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, because you have called us as your people and have invited us to be guests at your table. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Please stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. We pray. We give thanks to you, gracious God, for this gift of forgiveness and life, a foretaste of the feast to come. Strengthen us through this gift that we may love as we have been loved and serve you with cheerful hearts. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May be seated. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, and am not silent. That you are enthroned as the Holy One, you are the praise of Israel. And you, our fathers, put their trust. They trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you, and were saved. And you, they trusted, and were not disappointed. But I am a worm, not a man, scorned by men, and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast upon you, from my mother's womb, you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions tearing their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It is melted away within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evil men has encircled me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and cast lots for my clothing. 